Hi everyone, I'm Carla. And I'm Iman. And you're listening to Screensaver, a podcast about all things pop culture, including TV, movies, books, and sports. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the newest chapter in the Rocky film universe, Creed, directed by Ryan Coogler and starring Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone. We'll review the film's impressive performances, its soundtrack, and we'll talk about the elements that ultimately make it a great sports movie. Finally, we'll wrap things up with some shoutouts. It's going to be great. All this after the break. Not built for this. These boys come in here. They gotta fight for life. People die in the ring. Your daddy died in the ring. I don't know him. I ain't got nothing to do with me. Let me fight my whole life. It's not a choice for me. Every punch I ever thrown has been on my own. Nobody showed me how to do this. All right, so I've been eagerly waiting for this movie to come out since I first saw the trailer, but for people who might not be familiar with the film's storyline, Iman, why don't we start things out like we always do with a little bit of plot talk? Yeah, I'd love to. Michael B. Jordan plays Adonis Johnson, the son of boxing legend Apollo Creed, who died before Adonis was born. Adonis is a born fighter, though, so he quits a cushy office job in L.A. and moves to Philly, seeking out Rocky Balboa, who we all know is Sylvester Stallone, and he asks the retired champ to be his trainer. Rocky eventually agrees, and I think that's about all you need to know about this movie. That's the basic setup, and then it becomes, I think... Yeah, it progresses from there. Carla, you'd mentioned you'd been looking forward to this movie for a while. I know we've been drilling over the trailer. How did you like it? I really, really enjoyed Creed, actually. I went into this movie with considerably high expectations. I mean, I was a fan of Michael B. Jordan's performance in the TV series Friday Night Lights, so I was excited to see him take on the role as Adonis Creed, but I also think my high expectations came from the fact that I generally tend to love classic sports movies, things like Coach Carter, Rudy, Remember the Titans, even movies like Like Mike. Yes. And on that front, I think Creed really delivered. What about you? What did you think? I agree. I really enjoyed the movie. I will admit I wasn't as excited about it. Um, I wasn't as excited as you were. Yeah, that's when, fair. When we saw the trailer and everything, I just kind of thought, I don't get as excited about sports movies as you do, but coming out of it, I felt like punching a wall and running upstairs. It, it got me really pumped up and I really liked it. Being lovers of lists, though, you had mentioned you like sports movies. We know this about you. Uh huh. What do you think makes a great sports movie? So I actually thought about this for a long time after watching the movie, and I came up with a list of what I think are the eight essential components of a classic sports movie. 
And I actually think we can use these elements to break down our discussion. So starting with number one, the first thing any sports movie needs is an underdog. Yes. And I think we definitely have that with the character of Adonis Creed. What did you think of the character? I really liked him. As I mentioned before, I went in with much lower expectations than you did, and I found him to be just such... He just seemed like such a good person. He's really charming. The movie did a good job of giving us... It actually starts with a flashback, not to give too much away, but we get a sense of just him as a really well-rounded person. And I think that Michael B. Jordan did a phenomenal job because there was never a moment where I felt like all right, well, this guy is only here because of his abs, or this guy is only here because he's in amazing shape. It was just he knew when to be funny, he knew when to be dramatic. It was it was a really great, great performance. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, we mentioned the flashbacks at the beginning, and I think that's what really established him as an underdog character. We mentioned in the plot talk that he's the illegitimate son of the famous boxer Apollo Creed, And that means in the beginning of the movie, they show him as a youngster, he was orphaned. He was sort of moving from group group home to group home. That was actually, I actually, I'm not sure if I mentioned that in the plot talk, but it's an important note that I didn't know going into the movie. I didn't know that he was the illegitimate son. And that ends up being a lot of, it contributes to a lot of the drama of the film. And it also raises the stakes because, like you said, we're giving we're given much more of an underdog figure. It's not just someone that's already has the way paved by his father. Yeah, I thought the casting was really spot on, and I can't imagine anyone else playing this role. I also thought the casting was kind of interesting because I know throughout the entire movie, throughout Creed, Adonis tends to struggle a lot with his identity in the sense that he... He isn't sure whether he wants to take on his father's last name. And mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of funny because Michael B. Jordan also shares a name with another famous <laughs> Michael Jordan. So True. I know him as an actor, he's he's had to sort of come up with a way of making his own name. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I had derailed our, our great sports movie elements chat, but... I mean, we were talking about casting and how Michael B. Jordan really filled the shoes of Adonis very well. Um, Rocky is the like iconic character that he's up against, or not up against, but working. On, he's on screen with, and I thought he held his own. But I mean, of course, we need to hand it to Rocky as well. So Larry alone was great in this. Yeah, this leads us to number two. The second element of a great sports movie is a great coach-player relationship. Usually in most sports movies, the player and his coach grow more familial over time, and there are bonus points if the coach comes out of retirement in order (laughs) to start, you know, coaching and mentoring the player. And Mm -hmm. this was definitely apparent in this movie. I thought Adonis's relationship to Rocky was one of the movie's greatest strengths. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree, 100%. As I mentioned before, I think that it was definitely one of the greatest, like, the movie's strength. I mean, there is no creed without this relationship. And I think that it, it, the movie did such a great job. It just handled intimacy 
in so many ways so well, which I thought was actually really interesting because this is a movie that ostensibly, if you watch the trailer or anything, it's all bulging muscles, it's all machismo, but having such an intimate and sweet relationship be the cent- like the core of this movie really transformed it for me where it really wasn't about winning or fighting and it wasn't so it, much about the competition exactly it never felt like anything was done out of revenge or hatred everything was love and that was because these two actors did, they had great chemistry they were just so in sync. I agree. What did you think specifically of the depiction of Rocky or Sylvester Stallone's performance? I I should probably mention now that I have not seen any of the Rocky movies. Uh, we talked to my mom after we we walked out of the theater and she was saying, oh, Rocky was always really sweet. And I've gotten that sense that the character has been has been established as someone that's a really sweet person. But seeing him here as an older guy that kind of has to step aside, the fact that he had zero ego in this movie and seemed mm. so ready to come back and help his friend's son. Yeah. And take him in. And none of it ever felt selfish or like he was trying to live vicariously through this young guy. It, all of his advice was always just like, no, you need to focus on yourself. You need to... He, he was so focused on like on uh, Adonis's like betterment, and it just came. It felt like it felt so pure. Yeah, I'm not being. I think no. I think that's a really good point. And you mentioned the fact that he's he's older now. I thought the movie did have its fair share of you know the typical old jokes that you expect mm-hmm. when you have a character coming back forty years after the original Rocky movie came out, but for the most part, I thought Creed did a really good job of not relying on the jokes as cheesy punchlines, but instead they tended to strike a really tender tone and give us the sense that we knew Rocky. Throughout the whole thing, even if you're not familiar with the franchise, you still feel like you know the character. Yeah, and it didn't, it never felt cheesy. I mean, wasn't there a movie that recently came out with, like, Robert De Niro boxing? Yes. And that I one, the name of it. I do not remember the name. I don't want to remember the name. Just from the trailers, it seemed kind of like, herp, derp, old guys boxing, haha. And, or it, it's also similar to, remember the Tim Allen movie, like, Old Hogs or something? Yeah, there are so on? many, it seems like there's been a glut of movies like this <laughs> where it almost revels in the fact that it's like, hey, we're old guys, but we can still do stuff. I was so impressed by the writing where it just, Rocky, who, I mean, has a franchise behind him, so willingly stepped aside, and that understated performance almost made him, like... He was doing what he had to do for the movie, but it felt like it was Michael B. Jordan's movie. And I just, the the way that the stuff that was happening in the actual movie seemed to complement what was happening with the actors, just, it it was really great to see. You mentioned the subtlety of his performance, and I thought the film also gave a really elegant depiction of loss. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the the deeper tones of the movie, but prior to meeting Adonis, Rocky is virtually 
alone in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. He, he, both his wife and his best friend have already died, and he mentions that his son now lives in Vancouver. And I just thought it was amazing to see, in terms of Sylvester Stallone's performance, there is such a profound sadness to Rocky's character, yet at the same time, he's still so sweet and genuine. He never seems bitter at all. No, not at all. And I think, I don't cry very often during movies, but he made me cry a few times, where it just felt so earnest. And it almost felt like, I mean, I'm sure Sylvester Sloan has kind of lived in this Rocky persona for quite a while, but the way that he inhabited the role so naturally, it just felt, his sweetness, and I said earnestness, was just... Mm -hmm. it really, really touching in a way that I wasn't expecting from just this, like, I mean, a sports yeah, movie, a sports ostensibly. Movie yeah. yeah. I think we have a clip that perfectly summarizes the, yeah. the tone that we're trying to communicate. Run it. Everything I got is moved on and I'm here. But you know what? It's okay. Because I said to myself, if I break, if I'm hurt, whatever, I ain't going to fix it. Why bother? And I'm just some bum that's living in your crib, just just nothing. You're a good kid, a good fighter. But you got your whole future ahead of you, mine? Back there, like all them guys on that wall, in the back, in the past. I think... What I absolutely love, you mentioned the depiction of loss and the person that Rocky has become, where movies like Robert De Niro boxing and Wild Hogs or whatever, all of those, they seem so desperate to be going back to old days or to regain some semblance of youth. Yeah, very midlife crisis. Yeah, of course. This one just seems like it's so... Not even at peace, but so accepting of the fact that, yeah, we're older. We've moved, like, life has moved on. I've lost a lot of people around me. And that's sad. It's not something that I can try to regain by living vicariously through this young fighter. It's more that he just is someone that's older and wiser. Yeah, it was very profound. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And it was something that was something I wasn't expecting. I was from not this movie. expecting it. I mean, he's almost become somewhat of a punchline. No, and instead he's like a, a wise sage. Yeah, I loved it. It was he was great. All right. Well, maybe we should switch over to number three. the The third thing that makes a great sports movie is a romantic subplot. Now, mm. this isn't mandatory, but I think it's a bonus when it's done right. I think it's a bonus when it's done right, but it also has such a huge risk of being done very poorly. And I think Creed did it very well. What did you think? I agree. Now, we we haven't mentioned her before, but when Adonis moves to Philadelphia, he... He meets his neighbor, which is a young woman named Bianca, played by Tessa Thompson, who's an aspiring singer, and... Eventually, they grow closer, and she ends up being the the romantic lead for Donnie's character. How did you feel about their relationship? Well, we mentioned before that the movie does intimacy well. 
mm-hmm. between Rocky and Adonis. But I actually, I thought that their relationship felt very organic to me. I mean, I think that they did a really good job of creating a character that very easily could have been somewhat of a manic pixie dream girl. She's an aspiring singer. She's she's very artsy, very free and independent. But the way that they the characters grow to kind of lean into each other, I just... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching their highs and lows and the fact that it wasn't just rainbows and... Yeah, she's a very three-dimensional character. Yeah, I think that's And I think the point. movie did a great job of taking its time with the relationship. Mm-hmm. They started out kind of as flirtatious friends and then it grew to something a lot more meaningful over time. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to give too much away about about her and their relationship, but it... It was done well, and I think just a testament to the movie's overall quality. Okay, well, number four in my list of things that make a great sports movie, of course you have to have a worthy rival or villain, mm. and usually there's a lot of build-up to their encounter. In Creed, we have that with Pretty Ricky Conlon, who's played by Tony Bellew, who, fun fact, is a real boxer. I kind of thought he had to be because <laughs> this guy isn't in the, I mean, as my dad loved commenting after we saw it, this guy isn't in the amazing uh, glamour shape, but you could tell he was just a force to be reckoned with. I actually thought that this was one of the weaker characters of the movie or the weakest character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Knowing that he's not an actor kind of makes me a little more lenient or Yeah, forgiving. lenient and forgiving uh-huh. in that sense. I know that in previous Rocky movies, there um, was a big rivalry with the Russian character, and you really hated him. With this one, I feel like they were trying to make me hate him, but I liked, I believed so much in Adonis, and Adonis was reacting so kind of like, well, I'm just going to focus on my own thing and keep working, that I never really felt like I had to hate We didn't really spend much time with him outside of the ring either, apart from one flare-up there was in a a press conference. Yeah, even that just kind of felt unearned to me. But I think the the fact that I don't have much to say about this villain is the fact that there were actually a lot... It wasn't so much building up just to their encounter, but I thought the movie was smart about showing his minor fights. Yeah. And this is where I'd love to just mention the movie... It's motion graph. Well, it wasn't really motion graphics. It was just graphics that would pop up on the screen anytime a new fighter would pop up. It almost looked like this old style video game, or maybe? like uh, those. No, even like the old painted posters in like the early 1900s, where it would just say like almost like a wanted sign. Um, it would so give a- all their stats. So anytime Donnie was about to fight with a new boxer, mm-hmm. there would be a freeze frame, and then. All these graphics, yes, or this, their this, name, their weight, their their titles, uh, all actually, just populate the screen. And yeah, it, it was really neat and well designed. Yep. So I I really liked that, and I think the fact that those graphics were popping up, it, like you said, like a video game. That's actually a great point because it did kind of feel like the villains were just two dimensional things to kind of get over. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're just hurdles to get over. And even, I mean, with the graphics, it did show like this is just a video game villain, really. And I think that the movie didn't really have room to flesh out the the villains. And I don't think it 
It didn't it, really. It, did, have it to. wasn't interested in it, and I I appreciate the fact that it didn't try to oh humanize. It wasn't like we met his kids and all that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was it was well done, and I think it definitely ticked that box in the elements of a sports movie. My next thing on the list, number five, is a training montage, which is usually built up by great pump up music. Yes. So in the original Rocky movie, in the very first one, you have probably one of the most iconic training montage sequences in any movie with Rocky's triumphant Philadelphia Museum stairs run scene. And here we have, I'd say we have several training montage sequences, but one of the most memorable was a street jog by... Michael B. Jordan, where he's running and is just surrounded by all these neighborhood kids on motorcycles. It's absolutely breathtaking in terms of its visual quality. Yeah, the cinematography here was really impressive. The music was, I mean, adrenaline-inducing. And just seeing, uh, I mean, you had mentioned to me before the movie that um, Michael B. Jordan did do all his own training and all his own fighting. Uh Seeing him just gunning it down the street, I mean, it was, and knowing that it was actually him, it was just, it it was so, uh, it was cool to watch. It was cool to watch, yeah. And I think that in terms of, you said it did have multiple training montages, but that, You'll know it when you see it. That one was great. Next up on the list, number six and number seven are an unexpected setback. And this is usually an injury or Mm -hmm. maybe some bad news or something. And number seven is a motivational speech, which is usually at the climax. And it's it's typically, you know, the real tearjerker moment of the film. I don't want to give too much away of the way these relate to to Creed, because I don't want to give those really emotional moments away, but they are definitely present in this movie, and they're they're worthwhile. Yeah, I think... uh, I haven't seen as many, or all that many sports movies, but I thought that these were just done with a lot of commitment, and I think it it was great, which I guess... Leads us to our last element, right? Yeah, number eight is a feel-good ending. Regardless of the final score, it ends on a high note. And I think with Creed, the ultimate takeaway is that it's a fun and heartfelt celebration of the Rocky franchise. Yeah, I left it feeling triumphant. And I think that's what a good sports movie should do. And I mentioned the... The fact that it's a celebration of the entire Rocky franchise, which is interesting. It's impressive in our current climate, in our current movie climate. Yeah, why don't you talk about that? Well, we've talked about some of the movies here. We've had a lot of revivals, and we've, I mean, we've had Jurassic World, which we talked about. There was the Terminator movie that got terrible reviews. Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't seen much James Bond, but Spectre just came out. We've been in a franchise-heavy season, I guess you can say, or just even past few years with a lot of Marvel movies. Everything is just so big, and it's trying to outdo each other. Even with movies like Jurassic World, they've been paying homage to forebears with, like, new, bigger, new dinosaurs, bigger, better things. But 
they've all kind of fallen flat in terms of heart. Or at least for me, it, it's fallen, I agree. it falls flat in terms of heart. And I think what Coogler did with this movie, I think it was described that he, he perfectly threads the needle between innovation and reverence. And he's, so he's keeping this familiar Rocky signpost as in like the theme music, the training montages, the, the museum steps. They're all there, but it's recontextualized with someone new, with Michael B. Jordan's character, with Donnie. And yeah, I think that's really interesting because... Yeah. Similar to Adonis's own attempt throughout the movie to make a name for himself and prove his self-worth while honoring the legacy of his father, the undertones of the original franchise are definitely visible throughout the, the movie without being too explicit. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was really apparent with the music or the soundtrack of the movie. I kept waiting for it. Yeah, the music throughout the entire movie just kept teasing the audience with the introduction to the Rocky theme song without ever breaking into the full chorus, which I think was clever. It was. It had its own impressive score. I mean, I was running to it the other day. It It's done a really great job of being consistent but not repetitive in terms of the Rocky franchise. And I think that, I mean, we've spoken at length about how great the, the coach relationship was romantic. I mean, all the elements that you said and knocked it out of the park. Yeah, to it ticks all the boxes. Yeah, for sure. You want to round it out with some shout outs? Sure. You go first. <laughs> shout out to Turtles. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. This is probably a really random thing to start with, but Rocky Balboa, turtle owner. Yeah, he's would a fan. N- would not have expected that. And I won't give anything away, but there's a... A funny zoom-in shot of the turtle. You'll, as I said, know it when you see it. (laughs) Shout out for me to The Cloud. (laughs) I mentioned earlier there were a lot of old people jokes scattered throughout the movie, and one of them was at a point where Rocky is handing Adonis some notes, training tips, and Adonis just takes a picture of it, and and Rocky's kind of confused and... And he says, well, what if you lose your phone? And and Donnie just says, oh, it's already in the cloud. And this cuts to a really funny moment where Rocky just looks up in the sky. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was pretty great. Uh, Yeah, that was, I think the whole audience was laughing at that one. Uh, Not to get too heartfelt all of a sudden, but shout out to Crushed Fedoras. Rocky, for most of the movie, is wearing this, like, sad little hat that just seems to kind of... I thought it was such a subtle prop, but it was it, it suited him in a way that... It's used to great effect. Yeah. I mean, there were moments when, when he'd take that hat off, you knew Ish was about to get real heartfelt. But yeah, shout out to that little hat for not being corny, as yeah. fedoras have <laughs> most definitely become. For me, I'd like to make a shout out to the flame spitter guy who's whom <laughs> he makes an appearance during the, the final showdown boxing match. He's one of these hype guys for the, the boxers Definitely. when it turns into this like operatic introduction. Yeah. So when Pretty Ricky is about to come out, the screen turns completely black. And it's it's black for Almost in an uncomfortably long amount of time. I thought something think, was wrong in the, the, the theater, yeah. Yeah, same here. And then all of a sudden, you see this flame spitter guy just start spitting fire. And, <laughs> and the rap music starts, yeah. And, and there were such extreme close-ups on his face. 
I don't think this actor was expecting to get <laughs> as big of a of a part of this movie as, as much screen as, time. <laughs> exactly, but there he was. <laughs> uh, on to my my next shout out. Uh, shout out to motorcycle hood rats. These kids were on like little motocrossed bikes, and as Carla mentioned during the training montage, but it was just really funny to see these these kids running around on like ATVs and. Yeah, one of them quads. One of them asked Adonis a question about whether he really was Apollo's son, and then he just makes his exit, his getaway. It was such a unex- by popping a wheelie. Yeah, I mean, you're a lot more used to kids on skateboards or bicycles, and this movie just I it's literally revved it up. Yeah, <laughs> shout out for me to well, it's more of a throwback shout out to bipoding. This movie, we won't say much about this, but it gave such an intimate and cute instance of bipoding. Bipoding is where you take your iPod earbuds and you you and the person you're sharing them with each share one of the headphones. One earbud, so you're listening to the same thing. It was cute. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. I think I'll let you take this last shout out. Okay. Without... Wanting to sound too girly, I think we have to give a shout out to back muscles in general. This movie, <laughs> I I mentioned it before, there were a lot of close-ups, especially on uh, Adonis's back. And, you know, we yes. talked about his physique, the way he really trained up for this movie, and it did not go unnoticed. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Iman, what about ratings? Um, I am going, I really enjoyed this movie. It reminded me, I I left it as excited as I did when I saw Ant-Man earlier this year. Oh, interesting. I think this movie is just better. But yeah, I think I'm going to give it 8.5, I'm going with fedoras out (laughs) of 10. Very good. I also agree. I think... As we mentioned before, it hit all the notes a great sports movie should hit, and I am also going to give it 8.5, but I'll make it 8.5 out of 10 silk star-spangled shorts. (laughs) I think Michael B. Jordan had some big shorts to fill, and he did an impressive (laughs) job. (laughs) Just carrying on this entire Rocky franchise legacy. On his beautiful back muscles. (laughs) That's right. Did a great job. All right. Well, we are very excited to hear what you guys think of this movie. You guys can follow us on Twitter at ScreensaverPod and like our Facebook page by searching Screensaver Podcast. And as always, you can find other episodes of Screensaver on iTunes. We look forward to hearing your thoughts, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. guys, but we can still do stuff.